as an ambassador, your assignment is to represent your homeland, to represent the, the culture and the values. We are ambassadors for Christ. And Barbara Rainey says that means when people see us, they should be reminded of who he is and what matters to him. Jesus talked to anybody and everybody. He welcomed everybody. His love was available for everybody. And as his ambassadors, we need to share his love with anyone. And so I think it's a great exercise for families to teach your kids to reach out to their friends in school and to invite their friends to come to your home so that you can know who your kids are hanging out with in school, but also so that you can have an influence on those kids and maybe give them a different experience of what home is supposed to be like, uh, because theirs may be very different. This is Family Life Today. Our host is the president of Family Life, Dennis Rainey, and I'm Bob Lapine. When people see you, your home, your family, how much of Jesus are they seeing? How much do your values reflect the values of the kingdom? We're going to spend time talking about that today with Barbara Rainey. Stay with us. And welcome to Family Life Today. Thanks for joining us. I'm actually uh, not surprised to see the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup in the position that it's in on the uh, on the poll on our website at FamilyLifeToday.com. This is the candy bar poll we've had going on this week. Um, that is in no way connected to the content of the broadcast. No, it's and although the broadcast this week <laughs> has been sweet, but I'd because like because Barbara's with us. That's that's true. I'd like to just acknowledge that. How's that? Come on, Bob. There's no connection. That may be worth one point. There's Come no, on. There's no connection. One point. And it was you who brought this up at the beginning of the week. <laughs> so the fact that it's completely random should not surprise our <laughs> listeners at all. Do you, but do you think of Arisa's peanut butter cup as a candy bar? See, I don't think of it as a candy bar. Oh, yeah, it's in the category. It's candy, but it's not a bar shape. It's not a bar, so it's not... We put it up there as one of the choices, but I'm just a little surprised because I don't think of it as a a candy bar. It was not a random (laughs) choice either. We were talking about how you can be on mission as uh, an ambassador. We've been talking this week with Barbara. And, welcome and back. See the connection. <laughs> they see the connection between being no, on I'm mission as to, an ambassador I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about and a candy bar. An ambassador knows who he serves. Yes. He knows and executes the mission of the one he serves. Right. Third. I'm waiting for the candy bar part. He operates out of an embassy, and in this case, we're challenging people to think about making their home an embassy. Right. And we got a little sign, a stainless steel sign that says Embassy of the King. And finally, I think a good ambassador operating out of his embassy needs to train his kids to know how to operate in the world. Here's the connection to candy bars. And Barbara. Kids. 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 <laughs> ah, that's it. We took the kids to Russia and uh, on a Josh McDowell trip to go visit orphanages. We and did. a way Barbara survived was... Uh, a candy bar made only in Russia that's not exported, I'm sure, <laughs> that she survived all week because the sandwich or whatever it was had lettuce-thin meat. The supplies were meager. It was, <laughs> and it was survivable only because of the candy bar, thus. Okay. Thus. Took a long way to get there, but that's <laughs> how we got to the pole. candy bars. It's okay. Our focus, though, this week has been rethinking about our lives, thinking about being ambassadors, thinking about our homes being embassies for the kingdom of heaven. And Barbara, as Dennis said, you've created 
a, a plaque to put at the front door of your home. You've created a wall hanging and a framed print that can hang inside the home that all remind you that the home is an embassy for the kingdom of heaven. If you were starting over again as a mom, as a young wife, you had little kids in the home, and you wanted to reinforce this idea, what might you do differently than what you did when you were raising your kids? Wow. Well, you know what I'd do? What I'd, would you I'd, do? I'd go to familylifetoday.com, and I would play uh, a little video that is on there. How long is the video of the—, of the uh, It's about a five- to six-minute video. Of a, a follower of Christ from a former communist country— mm-hmm who turned his home into a an embassy. And the reason we're kind of speaking generically in pronouns is because the creator of this asked that we not refer to the person's name or gender identity, but you'll soon find out who it is by watching the video. But I'd have the kids watch this video, Bob. Mm-hmm. Uh, the person involved is an older person, but this person is on mission. This person is an ambassador operating out of an embassy. And this person talks about how important it is that his home reflect the king that he serves. And so he has some things around his house that remind him of who he serves and who he belongs to and remind those who come to visit who he belongs to and who his king and lord is. And if you're wondering kind of where the concept for this comes from, Deuteronomy 6 is a great place to go. It talks about having a sign on the the doorpost of your house, a banner that is proclaiming whose you are and and who you are, your identity. And it was all about helping the nation of Israel as they moved into a foreign country to know how to establish their their spiritual identity and who their God was as they took up residence there. Mm -hmm. Not a bad idea for us as followers of Christ today. So I'm thinking about Again, how we remind ourselves that we're living as citizens of a different kingdom with different values and make that a part of what our home reflects. I have a friend, we have mutual friends, and if you go into their kitchen, painted on the wall in the kitchen is Proverbs 14.4, which says, where there are no oxen, the manger is clean. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, That's painted in the kitchen? It's painted in the kitchen. I was thinking it was going to be something about food. I was waiting for that. See, I thought so, too. I walked into the kitchen, and I saw where there are no oxen, the manger is clean. And then I looked at the kitchen and said, oh, oh. I understand. <laughs> if we Lots didn't of have, little kids. If we didn't have all these kids, the kitchen would be spotless, is yeah. kind of what this is saying. Part of what you do... If you want your home to reflect embassy values, Dennis, you talked about the American embassy in foreign countries would have pictures of presidents or might have founding documents up. You put scripture on the walls. You, you do. put pictures on the walls that might represent some of our spiritual forefathers. You you do things to create an, a visual environment mm-hmm. that keeps pointing us to uh, whose home this really is, right? Yeah, and that's part of the reason that I created these visuals for us to put in our home because I think seeing one of these signs that says Embassy of the King on my front door or next to my front door every time I walked in, and I don't have one up yet, but I'm going to put it up soon. But I think that would be good for my soul when I walk in my front door to remember that I am walking into the Embassy of the King. It's a refuge. 
It's a place of rest when I've been out in foreign land, so to speak, and I've been on mission for him to come home and to know that where I'm walking into belongs to my king and that it's his and that he is in charge here, not me. I'm going to screw this uh, stainless steel embassy of the king. What do you call this? It's not a sign. I'd I'm, call it a plaque. I'm going to screw this into our, our bricks of our front front of our house. And I'm actually picturing as I come home from work, I'm going to mm-hmm. reach over and touch that. Or as I leave in the morning and leave home, I'm going to touch it as I leave. Just as a reminder, and start thinking about that. What if your kids did that every day as you would raise them? Now, we tried to do that as we uh, took our kids to school every day. We would, on the way to school, there was a certain spot in the road where we'd start praying. And we would pray for our children that they would represent Christ. They would know whose they are and who they are and that they would represent him well. That's what we're about as parents. We have to figure out how to make our faith, our kids' faith, and how to help them begin to to live on the basis of that faith in enemy territory. Part of making your home an embassy uh, involves hospitality, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it does involve hospitality because when you think about an embassy in another country, if you went to the American embassy in a foreign land, you would be welcomed. You would be greeted warmly. You would be invited in. And that's the essence of hospitality. Um, You might go to the American embassy because you had a need. You had a problem that you needed their help solving. Or you might just go visit because you, you wanted to see the embassy. And so I think our homes, as we represent Christ, can do the same thing. So when our kids... Uh, are in school, and they want to bring friends home. And we want those children, when they come into our home, to feel welcomed and received, that this is a warm, good environment to be in. So I think hospitality is really important because we're commanded to be hospitable in the Bible. And I think that's one way that we communicate who Jesus is. Jesus talked to anybody and everybody. He welcomed everybody. His love was available for everybody. And as his ambassadors, we need to share his love with anyone. And so I think it's a great exercise for families to teach your kids to reach out to their friends in school and to invite their friends to come to your home so that you can know who your kids are hanging out with in school, but also so that you can have an influence on those kids and maybe give them a different experience of what home is supposed to be like uh, because theirs may be very different. Yeah, and I'm thinking when we were raising our six children, I would not say, Bob, this was one of our our long suits. Hospitality? Yeah. Barbara and I always had kids coming over, but it was never Grand Central Station. We already had Grand Central Station. (laughs) You with me? I mean, if you brought six more in, that's 12 kids in the house. I mean, we had all kinds of of parties and things that occurred there, but I know some— some people who really do have the gift of hospitality and who are really good at, you know, maybe having a, a pool room or maybe actually a pool for kids to come over and go swimming. They have the ability to keep things going and food and fun and music and everything. That was really not us. But we always welcomed our kids' friends to come over mm-hmm. and hang out, spend time with us. And we developed friendships with them, mm-hmm. did things with them, played basketball uh, with them and and had games and I'll never forget the night we had a bunch of teenage girls over and we went to a local friend's house and TP'd uh, their house and I had all these girls in the back of my pickup 
Uh, don't worry, folks. We live in the country, so it was all back roads. I just went less than a mile down the road to this friend's house, and these girls, they were the noisiest <laughs> girls. It was not a stealth operation. It was not a stealth. <laughs> it's a wonder they didn't call the police and have us arrested. But we were able to TP their house and had a blast as a result. Those are the kind of things, frankly, I think families that are, are followers of Christ need to invite other kids in. You never know, as Barbara said, where they're coming from. And maybe they've never seen an intact family. Maybe they've never seen a husband and a wife being nice to each other, loving each other. Now, a lot of our kids' friends did because a lot of our kids' friends uh, had families that were intact. But uh, I don't think you, you can underestimate the impact your marriage and family can have on other teenagers as you raise yours. Barbara, you've heard the uh, the interview that Dennis and I did with Rosaria Butterfield. Yes. Mm-hmm. A powerful story of mm-hmm. a woman whose life was transformed ultimately because of hospitality. That's right, yeah. And I think as I've reflected on her story, mm-hmm. and again, if our listeners have not heard the story of a, a feminist lesbian professor at Syracuse University, who became a follower of Christ and now is a pastor's wife and a mother raising four children, you can go to familylifetoday.com to hear that story. It is remarkable. But the thing that has stood out for me mm-hmm. was how she got an invitation mm-hmm. to an embassy. She did. A pastor and his wife said, we'd like to have you over for dinner. Yeah. And she came, and they had a great conversation, and it was the it was the crack in the door. And, and, she, and she kept coming. And she kept coming. And then she started visiting the church. And you remember when she first came, she came with a little edge mm-hmm. because she told us she said, "I brought I brought a bottle of wine, <laughs> just wanting to see if that pastor was going to freak out that there was alcohol." And then she said, "And I went out and got my best butch haircut." So that I would be properly. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, she said and before. Properly antagonistic. <laughs> yes, and she said, and it didn't throw him. And I think if we remember that we're ambassadors, and if we remember mm-hmm. that this is the embassy, then when people from the foreign country come visit the embassy and they look mm-hmm. like foreigners, mm-hmm. it shouldn't surprise us. No, it shouldn't surprise us. Well, and if you think about it, that's how Jesus received people. He was never shocked or offended or put off by people. And he was in touch with all kinds of people. And I think we get way too narrow and selfish and all kinds of things. And But that's the right way to do it, is to invite the foreigners in who live around the embassy and welcome them in the name of Christ. Mm. We were having a conversation recently with uh, somebody who was talking about wanting to be more intentional about how we share our faith in a culture that increasingly wants to hear less and less about it. And they were talking with people who who aren't followers of Christ, and they were talking about lost people. And this person said, wait a second, is that, are you talking about me, <laughs> that I'm a lost person? Because he said, I don't think I'm lost. And these other folks went, I guess we better stop and, and think. If you're an ambassador living mm-hmm. in a foreign country, you should be missionally aware mm-hmm. of your language. Of your language, your actions, your, your dress. A- attitudes. This is, I think, what Paul was talking about when he said, I become all things to all people mm-hmm. in order that I might win some. You are aware I don't live in the kingdom anymore. I live in a place where they don't value what the people in the kingdom mm-hmm. value. But I must be respectful of these people That's right, yeah. as I share my homeland and my assignment with them. Barbara and I chose to put our kids in public school primarily because God led us to, but secondarily, we wanted to train our kids in how to reach out to their friends 
who uh, weren't necessarily all going to be believers as they were. And so we wanted them to kind of grow up in a hostile mm-hmm. country. Well, we wanted them to go as ambassadors. We did not use that term with them, but we, we wanted them to learn to reach out to kids who didn't know Christ. We also wanted them to learn how to relate to kids from all social backgrounds, different kinds of economic backgrounds, different races, because we are called to reach all kinds of people. And we wanted them to have that experience of relating to kids from all kinds of different backgrounds. And that's a part of being an ambassador is learning who your audience is, learning who these people are, learning their customs, learning the way they talk, not so that you can assimilate and become like them, but so that you can have a hearing and they can hear from you. I'm glad you brought that up because one of the dangers that we face as ambassadors, let's face it, we live in a pretty nice place. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking if I was the ambassador to Fiji, after a few years of living in Fiji, you might start to think, Fiji's pretty nice. (laughs) And in fact, it's... So when you were saying you live in a nice place, you're not talking about your home being nicer than anybody else's. You're talking about America. I'm saying we live in the the world. This is a pretty nice world we live in. Mm -hmm. And God's given us good things here. And you can fall in love with the world. Mm -hmm. And you can start to think I'm a citizen of the world. And I remember thinking when I was a kid, I hoped that that I didn't die before I got a chance to go to Disneyland. What a tragedy it would be if I had to go to heaven without Without ever getting to go to Disneyland. (laughs) So I was thinking Disneyland is heaven and heaven is boring. I, I think we can, in our world today become so accustomed to, so enculturated by the place where we're living that we lose sight of the fact that we come from a different place and we represent that place. We had dinner the other night with a couple, Tim and Kathy Bush. They're from Washington. And they shared their story of how they were lost. (laughs) I mean, they'd spent thousands of dollars on marriage counselors They had been all over the place trying to find solutions for their marriage. They were not followers of Christ, had a second home, had all the trappings, had everything they wanted, and finally found Christ, found a purpose, and got on mission and became ambassadors. And now they're all over wanting to strengthen marriages all across the country. They were actually driving from the state of Washington through Little Rock to get to Aiken, South Carolina to perform an art of marriage event in that church to serve marriages and families Mm. there. They were on mission. And they talked about what you just said, Bob. They talked about how their attitude changed about instead of being in the world, loving the world, of the world, they wanted to be those who changed the world Mm -hmm. and made a difference in the world and other people's lives. Back to the story of our kids being in high school, I'll never forget the first outreach we had in our home. Again, making your home an embassy may mean reaching out, inviting kids in formally to hear the gospel. And in our case, we actually hired a speaker. And I never forget, Bob, I bought, had to be over 100 hot dogs. All these hot dogs and buns and everything, we were going to grill dogs and be there for these hungry teenagers. And I think seven kids came. Hmm. Plus our kids. Plus our kids. <laughs> we were eating hot dogs for a, a, a long lot, time. A long, but the good long news time. is you can buy seven hot dogs for about twenty bucks. Well, now. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can you can buy a lot. But, but and I they just, freeze real well. Right. I just remembered that freezer was full of a reminder that we'd overshot it. But you know what? By the time our kids graduated 
from high school, the last one, we'd actually created an outreach that had anywhere from 10 to 25% of the student body Mm. coming out to events to hear uh, a singing group, an illusionist, maybe a, a simulcast with Josh McDowell speaking to them around relevant issues. And that's why I want to just say to parents, it may not work the first time you try this to become, make your home into an embassy with your kids. Don't quit. Keep on inviting kids over there and stay after the task. Well, and you're modeling for your kids. And I think that's the, when you said just a second ago, Dennis, we did this. Well, it wasn't just us. That's right. We did it because we encouraged our kids to do it. So it was really our kids who did it, but we did it together. And because we encouraged them to reach out to their friends and to create a safe place on campus for kids to talk about Christ, they actually bought into it and began to do it. And so... The whole reason that we did this, that we had the kids over and had hot dogs and hired a speaker is because we wanted to model mm-hmm. reaching out to others for our kids and with our kids so that they would catch the vision of what it meant to be an ambassador, how to go to school, not just to get an education and graduate and get out of there, which is what most of them think, but how to go to school on purpose and to know that God has a purpose and a mission for you wherever he has you in school. And we wanted our kids to be aware of that every day. I think the thing I want to challenge people who don't have kids to do, uh, you may say, uh, maybe our work's done. No, 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 no. Their marriages and families are falling apart all across the country. You need to know that we've created tools here that can turn you into a great ambassador. The art of marriage has now been seen by over 700,000 people because of ambassadors. People who grabbed it and showed the video at an event or in a small group. And there have been some men who said, you know what? I want to help men be courageous men. And they've grabbed Stepping Up, the video series, and have led a a Stepping Up video series with a small group of men or a large group of men and have made an impact on their lives. And over 200,000 men have been through that. So there's thousands of ambassadors who today are saying, I want to make a difference. Give me the tool. Get out of my way. I want to reach my community for Christ. And I think the important thing is that each of us as ambassadors for Christ need to ask God, what is it that you want me to do? And then be intentional about it. So if you have kids, you need to be intentional about teaching them that they are ambassadors, that their lives represent Christ every day when they walk out the front door of your house and go to school or go to their job or whatever. They're representing Christ. And it's your responsibility as a parent to help them wear that well and to understand what that means. So whether you're still parenting or whether you're in the empty nest, we need to be intentional about representing Christ uh, every day that we have. And if you have kids at home, a great way to be intentional is to go to our website at familylifetoday.com and download the uh, free e-booklet that's available that gives you four guided conversations that you can have with your family, with your kids, to talk about how do we do this? What's this look like for us? Again, go to familylifetoday.com and Download the e-version of the Embassy booklet that Barbara's created. While you're there, find out more about the Embassy of the King plaque and banner and canvas, the other resources Barbara's created. And if you're ready to have an impact in the lives of folks in your neighborhood, in your community, in your church, get a tool like Dennis talked about, the Art of Marriage small group series, the Art of Marriage event kit, the Stepping Up series. Get some people together and go through this material and start 
pouring into the lives of others so that you can help strengthen them in their marriage and in their family and in their relationships. Find out more about these resources that are available from us when you go to our website, familylifetoday.com, or call if you have any questions at 1-800-F as in family, L as in life, and then the word today. I want to uh, wish a happy anniversary today to a couple who have been to five Weekend to Remember getaways, five of them. Today, they celebrate 26 years as husband and wife, Fred and Mary Lil West, who live in Mission Viejo, California. They are a part of the crew team. Family life is a part of crew, and Fred and Mary Lil are a part of crew as well. And we just wanted to say happy anniversary to the Wests as they celebrate their 26th wedding anniversary today, one past the silver anniversary. And I'll tell you what, anniversaries are are important. We think anniversaries really matter and ought to be celebrated. And that's why, as the proud sponsor of anniversaries, we are acknowledging couples like the Wests as they celebrate. And we're urging you to make your marriage a priority. Our goal here at Family Life is that more couples would celebrate more anniversaries for more years to come. And the way we do that is by offering practical biblical help and hope each day so that your marriage can go the distance. We appreciate those of you who partner with us in making this ministry possible. We're listener-supported. This month, we're asking Family Life Today listeners who have been listening regularly, but maybe it's been a while since you've made a donation. Maybe you haven't donated this year. Uh, We're a little behind this year from where we were last year at this time in terms of the number of people who are supporting the ministry. So we're asking regular listeners, would you consider today going to familylifetoday.com and making an online donation or call 1-800-FL-TODAY and make a donation over the phone. You can also mail your donation to us at Family Life Today at Box 7111, Little Rock, Arkansas, and our zip code is 72223. When you get in touch with us, if you're able to donate $100 or more, we'd like to express our thanks by sending you a set of three Bible studies for couples, part of the Art of Marriage Connect series. These studies are designed for small group use or for a husband and wife to use together. And they're our thank you gift when you help us with a donation of $100 or more today. Again, thanks for your support of this ministry. And we hope you have a great weekend. Hope you and your family are able to worship together in church this weekend. And I hope you can join us back on Monday when we're going to hear again from Barbara Rainey, this time about God's design for women as wives. Barbara's just written a book on the subject, and she has some thoughts to share with us Monday. Hope you can tune in for that. I want to thank our engineer today, Keith Lynch, along with our entire broadcast production team. On behalf of our host, Dennis Rainey, I'm Bob Lapine. We'll see you back Monday for another edition of Family Life Today. Family Life Today is a production of Family Life of Little Rock, Arkansas. Help for today. Hope for tomorrow.